So I don't know what's going to be going on tonight with uh, our Bible study, but I'm going to try to do my best to see if we can do a Bible study tonight. We have a lot of scriptures, so if you have your notepads, um, you know, I have a lot of scriptures that we're going to be going over. So I want you to take notes if you can, and I want you to, um, you know, be you know attentive to our study tonight. My topic, I'm going to give you a topic tonight. I'm going to leave you with a simple topic. You know, when I came by um, from my vacation on Sunday and pastor said, um, you know, get something, prepare for a Bible study. Uh, I, I look at pastor with a question look. Like, really? <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it's, it's something that I don't take lightly. And the fact that he, you know, have the due respect for me to speak to the congregation you know, I have to make sure I treat the congregation as if, you know, pastor is talking to the congregation. My love, my respect to everyone goes above. My love, of course, to God and the fact that God extends his love towards me. I have no other choice than to love everyone that is there. Again, that's something I don't take for granted. Regardless of who you are, my love for you is to be what Christ wants us to be. Amen. But my simple topic is going to be tonight, trust and obey. Um, if you should ask yourself or even look, in the def- look for the definition of the meaning, you know, um, the word trust, you know, I have, you know, several meanings, one of which is a, a firm belief, um, the ability where you can, you know, rely and someone to do something. In other words, pastor asked me to do something. And if pastor didn't trust me, pastor wouldn't ask him to do what he wanted to do. So when, when, when you have, you know, trust in something or in someone, you know, another definition for trust is, is when you have that, that, that confidence, that knowing that if I give, you know, Brother Daryl a task and say, Brother Daryl, I'd like you to do X, Y, Z for me. You know, I'm asking Brother Daryl because I know he has the confidence to do it. And um, if I didn't trust him, I wouldn't ask him. So saying this to say that we're going to go to some scriptures here tonight. Um, first scripture I'm going to be turning to tonight is um, Job chapter 15, verses 31. Job chapter 15, verses 31. And in the book of Job, it said, Let him that deceive... Let not him that is deceived trust in vanity, for vanity shall has his recompense. The Bible let us to know in Ecclesiastic 1 verses 2, So vanity of vanities, all is vanities. Vanity is something, if you please, when someone is prideful, you know, they're expressing themselves in, in, in such a way, or if they, you know, achieve something, you know, they're very prideful, you know. Uh, it has its pros and it has its cons, you know, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. You know, the Bible said, love not the world, neither the things that are in this world. For all that are in the world is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Vanities of vanities. So when we get ourselves caught up in, in the things of this world, you know, it takes us away from our true love, so to speak. 
It takes us away from where God wants us to be. In Psalms chapter 4, verses 5, he said, in Psalms chapter 4, verses 5, Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. Remember, we're talking about trust and obey tonight. So when we offer up our sacrifices of righteousness, we're putting our trust in God. Sometimes we, 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 as Christians, you know, we make sacrifice. And we, we think, you know, what am I doing? Am I doing this to get, you know, a little pat on the back or on the shoulder? But we're doing this unto God. Because the Bible says, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. He's the one that's going to give us the blessing. He's the one that's going to make the way when there seems to be no way. Amen. In Job 13, verses 15, in Job 13, 15, it says, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Regardless of what's going on, you're going to have your rough time. But though he slay me, I'm going to trust him. Why am I going to trust him? Because I know he's a way maker. He cares for me. And this is why I'm going to put my trust in him. When, when, when you put your trust in God, you align yourself together. I don't know how many of us used to ride bicycles as, as a boy, you know, when we were growing up. And you notice when you bicycle hit, you know, potholes, it starts to wobble. It's not straight. The bike is out of a line. So when you ride in, the steering is, is, is not sturdy, so to speak. So when the bike is out of a line, all you have to do is to make sure you get it realigned. And if you get it, once you get it realigned, then you drive and you ride and you have more a smoother transaction. So you have to make sure when you trust in God, you're aligned with God. Amen. And once you align with God, you know, everything will be all right. A good leader must value his truth more than anything else. In first in John chapter one verses six verses eight this is what it says We say we have fellowship with him, but we walk in darkness. Oh can I have fellowship with someone but yet I don't see that person? I walk in darkness. I can't say I have a fellowship in him and then I stay, I stay away and walk in darkness. Number two, we say we have no sin and deceive ourselves. Remember the Bible tells us we're all born in sin. So how can you tell your brother you have no sin? If you never repent of your sin, if you never get baptized in Jesus' name, you're still living in sin. So the only way you can get that sin be forgiven is by your repent of your sin and you get baptized in Jesus' name. We say we know him, but we do not keep his commandment. Come on, if you say you love me, you expect to do the things that you know I like. You can't say you love God and you don't keep his command. We say we are in the light, but we hate our brothers, our sisters in Christ. Come on, if you say we love... You know, if we walk in the light, we should be the light. The Bible says we should let our light so shine before men that they will see the good works and give the Father all the glory. We can't say we love our, our God and stay connected to God and we're walking in the light and we don't love our brothers and our sisters. Amen. In Psalms chapter 5 verses 11, Psalms chapter 5 verses 11 said, but let all those that put their trust 
in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest her. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. So if you love the Lord, you should rejoice. You shouldn't be sad if you love the Lord. If you have a deep down love in your heart, you should be rejoicing to the Lord. Amen? In Psalms chapter 7 verses 1, he said, O Lord my God, indeed do I put my trust. Save me from them that persecute me. And in these days we have a lot of people that persecute us. We have people that talk against us, talk about us, do things to try to hammer us, try to keep us down. But once we put our trust in God, God will make sure they that put their trust and those that try to prosecute us, uh, God will make sure we have a way of escape. Amen. In Psalms uh, chapter 16 verse 1, Psalm 16 verse 1, it said, Preserve me, O God, for they... For indeed do I put my trust. You know, when you preserve something, you try to keep it as long as you can. You, 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 you want to be preserving God, you have to make sure you're connected with God. God will preserve us. God will keep us. God will sustain us. Because that is duty. That is a job. You know, we're going to God and say, God, we love you. We are serving you. He has no other choice than to say, if you follow me, I will take care of you. If you put your trust in me, I will make sure nothing goes wrong with you. If you put your trust in me, I'll make sure you will be happy. But once you take away your trust from God, then you find everything starts to, you know, break loose. Psalms 20, verse 7. It says, Some trust in chariot and some in horses. But we remember the name of our Lord Jesus. We remember Him because some trust in chariot and horses. But we are putting our trust in the Lord Jesus. Amen. Psalms 25, verses 2. It said, Oh my God, I trust in Thee. Let me not be ashamed. Once you trust God, you should never be ashamed. The Bible says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation. Once you trust in God, you should never be ashamed. You should never be afraid to call yourself a child of God. Why? Because you're connected with God. And once you're connected with God, you put your trust in Him, and our God will preserve you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Psalms 28, verses 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him. And I am helped. He is my strength. When I'm weak, He's the one that gives me strength. This is why the scripture said, Let the weak say I'm strong. For when you're strong, when you're strong, you know that you're leading God, giving you the strength to sustain you and to keep you. Psalms 34 verse 8. He said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He said, Blessed is the man that trusted in Him. You ever had something to eat and it's so good? You taste it, you get a sample. I just want to get more of it because it tastes so good. This is why the scripture said, Oh, taste and see. Because once you get into the Word, you just need more. And the more you get more, it just fills you up. Amen. So this is why scripture, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in Him. In Psalms 37, verses 3, it said, Trust in the Lord and do good. 
So shall thou dwell. Trust in the Lord and do good. When you trust in God and you do good, God will make sure good continues to follow upon you. Amen. In Psalms 118 verses 8, it said, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to put your trust in God. If we're saying we have leaders and we're not putting our trust in our leaders, we don't have confidence in, our, in, in that person. So this is why the Bible says it is better to put your trust in God than to put your confidence in man. Amen. In Proverbs 3 verses 5, it said, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. It didn't say with some of thine heart. He said you should trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And said, lean not unto your own understanding. He went on to say, in all your ways, everything that you do, you should acknowledge me. Acknowledge him. And what will he do? He will direct your path. The only way he's going to direct your path is by you trusting him. And you can't trust him with just off-hearted. You have to trust him with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. Because once you trust the Lord with all your heart and with all your mind, oh my God, nothing can stop you. Amen. 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 Let me get a little bit on uh, obey. The Bible let us to know in Genesis chapter 3 verses 3. In Genesis 3, verses 3 said, But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, He shall not eat of it, neither shall he touch it, lest he die. The Bible tells us about Adam and Eve when they were in the garden. And of course, we heard about the story, the serpent came and it deceived the woman and it passed on to the husband. But obedience was taught from back in the Bible. Because if they had trust in God, they would listen to what God said. Thou shall not touch it. Just obey me. If you obey me, everything will be alright. In this world that we're living in, and we find that sometime, um, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but we will find out if, 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 we, if we just do the simple things. Sometimes they have the phrase that, you know, common sense will go a long way. All you have to do is just to listen. It may not be right for you, but just listen. It's not a matter of saying, do what I do, or hear what I say, but don't do what I do. Am I doing that? I'm setting the right example. I can't say, okay, uh, I call myself a Christian. I want you all to see what I'm doing. I want you to hear me, but don't do what I'm doing. I'm going to do backflip. Don't, do, don't try to do it. Hear what I say, but don't do what I say. It doesn't mean that I have the skill to do what I'm saying I'm going to do. So, if you're saying you're going to obey what I said, obey what I said if it's right in the sight of God and it's right in the sight of men. In Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27. Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27. And when he had entered into a ship, the disciples followed him. And behold, arose a great tempest in the sea, inasmuch as the ship was covered with a wave. But as he was asleep, his disciples came unto him. And awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. 
And he said unto them, Why are you fearful? Fearful. Oh, have little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was a great calm. Verse 27. But the, marvel, the man marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? So you see, when you have power, you can do anything. They have a saying that if you have a faith the size of a mustard seed, you can look at the mountain and say, mountain, be the remove. It will. The men were in the ship. Jesus was asleep. The ship was tossing to and fro. And he said, Lord, cares thou that we perish? It's like, come on, man. <laughs> have a little faith. Trust me. I'm here with you. Once God is in the midst of the vessel, you have nothing to worry about. Because that he will take care of you. He will make sure you're okay. So regardless of a down, I don't know if you've ever been out in the ocean. And you stop deep in the ocean. And the ship's going down. And down. And it sometimes goes down a little bit deeper. And you're like, oh my God. So this is what was happening here. In Luke chapter 17, verses 6, Luke 17, 6, it said, And the Lord said, If ye have faith as a brain of a mustard seed, he can say unto the mount, unto the sycamore tree, Be thou pull up and the root, and thou shalt plant it in the sea, and it should obey thee. In Acts chapter 5, verses 29, it said, Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we are to obey rather than God rather than man. You have nothing to lose if you obey God. Nothing to lose. It's only to gain. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1. He said, children obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. We should un- obey, you know, and so many times, you know, for most of us. There are parents that have, you know, children. Sometimes we talk to our children and said, don't do this or don't do that because this is not good for you. This is not right for you. They're saying, dad, that was back in your days. That was back in your era. But you've been down that road before. So you know what the consequence is. The Bible said the wages of sin is death. You don't want to live the life that dad lived for you. You don't want to you know, um, you know, accomplish you know, things that are not going to make you look and be where you want to be. So when, when, when you obey what your parents are saying, it is a good thing. Because it's only going to help you to be better. Amen? In Colossians chapter 3 verses 20. Colossians chapter 3 verses 20. He said, children, obey your parents in all things. He didn't say in some things. For this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Hebrews 18, verses 11. It said, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place, which he should have received, after received in an inheritance, obey and went, not knowing where he was going. By faith. You're going to hear the voices talking to you. 
And if it's the voice, because if you are in line with God, if you put your trust in God, and God is saying, go there, or don't go there, you know what's going to happen? You follow God, where he lead me, I will follow. And because you put your trust in God, and you follow wherever he sent you, then your goal is to make sure you continue to do what God wants you to do. Because once you do what God wants you to do, you will find that things will flow, and things will work much better in your life. Amen? And this is why it's so critical that as, as you know, children of God, you know, we should continue to do the right things. Do what is righteous in the sight of men. Do what is righteous in the sight of God. Because it's He that died for us. He's the one that's coming back for us. He's the one that cared for us. He's the one that, if it wasn't for Him, He said, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He said, oh, without, without, there was nothing made that was made. And because he's our creator, he's the one that makes sure when the times get rough, he will provide and make ways for us. He said he will never leave us nor forsake us. But sometimes we wonder, you know, we do things and we think, oh God, you know, we don't get the support. You know, we, 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 we're not getting, you know, we, 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 you know, doing so many things and God, it's like you're not there for me. But remember the Bible said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But you have to make sure you are in alignment with God. Because once you're in alignment with God, regardless of what goes on in the world, regardless of what goes on in your home, our God is able. He said He's able to do exceedingly, you know, abundantly, above that which we ask or think. But the only way you can receive that is by you obeying what God said. It's by you putting your trust in God. And once you put your trust and your faith and obedience unto God, you know, you can move mountains. Be thou removed. You know, but you can have to make sure you stay connected with God. Amen. Amen. Why should believers obey the, their leaders? Because their leaders watches for their soul. And must give account to God as a leader. Everyone should follow after God. Our pastor is our leader. We listen to our pastor. We obey our pastor. But our pastor has to give account unto God. If pastor should come by and said, um, Brother Scott, what happened? What did you do to the congregation? Nobody's here. I, I can't say, Pastor, you know, I messed up. Now, I'm going to have to give account to pastor. And then pastor have to answer to God and say, why did you put that man in charge? You know, that man was going to tear places apart. So this is all important that once we put our trust and our faith in God and in our leaders. And this is where the scripture said, some trust in chariot and some in horses. But if we trust in our God, once we put our trust in God, you know, yes, we're going to respect our leaders. Yes. And sometimes, they're not perfect. You know, the Bible said there is a way that seems that right unto a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. Our pastor, we should be able to uphold and lift up our, our leaders, our pastors, those that are in leadership. You know, if, 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 if um, Sister Rose is the leader in the church, we shouldn't sister see Sister Rose and just... Kick her by the wayside and 
Don't show respect to her, regardless of who you are. If you are the doorkeeper, if you are the parking lot attendant, if you are the one that sweep the floor here, you know, you should show the same level of respect to the person that you show to the pastor. And nothing, that has nothing to take away from the pastor. The pastor is our leader. We love our pastor. We care for our, for our pastors. But pastors select leaders according to your ability. The Bible tells us that to some, or to some he gave five, he gave three, and he gave one. He trusts that the one that gave five would do something smart with the five that he had. The one that got three did something smart with the talent that he had. And the one that he gave one, there was a reason why he gave him one. Not that he was, not that he was trying to be partial. But he said, if you have the ability to do five things, I'm going to allow you to do five things. No, you have to be the one that has to prove yourself that you're going to be able to um, use it wisely and do it in the right. The one that has the one look at God and say, God, why? You give Sister Rose five, you give Brother Darrell three, and you give me one. Come on, I'll be, I've been here longer than Brother Darrell. So you get that one and you decide to bury it. Because you aren't obedient to God. So you see, God has a way in which He will use His people according to their abilities. So if Brother Robert is here, sooner or later, Brother Robert decides to say, Okay, I'm going to be the next man at the door. Nobody can stop me. That's, he, he, he earned that. He earned that right. I'm not going to look to Brother Robert and say, all right, Brother Robert, you don't need to be here. Brother John was here before you. But because he demonstrates the ability that he has, you know, the strength to do what he wants to do. So, you know, our, our, our God, you know, will invest us based on our ability to conduct ourselves and to do the things that will give him the glory. You know, sometimes someone may give you a job to do, and then, you know, you're so prideful about what you're doing. So you think, okay, it's all good, it's because of your ability, because you have the strength. Now you feel so prideful that you have no respect for even the man that appoints you or give you the job. Because you think of yourself more highly than you are to think. And this is why the Bible says we should be humble. We should think soberly. You know, don't, don't let a promotion, you know, motivate you or elevate you to where you don't want to be. And this is why you can't put, you know, your, your, your faith in man. Because when all else fail and gone, the man of God will still be there. God, yes, will be there. But this is why it's so important that you stay connected with God. Because God is the one that gives the promotion. Once God gives promotion, no one can take it away. If God promotes a pastor, if God promotes me, nobody can take it from me. Because the songwriter said, what God has for me is for me. You know, so if God has... A million dollar out through the door as you walk through the door. It's for you. Nothing going to stop you. If it's not for you, it's not going to be for you. If you try to put yourself ahead of the game, and God don't want you to be ahead of the game, you just back off. The Bible said to me, in that note to do good and do it not, to imitate sin. He said, he that humble himself will be exalted. But he that exalt himself will be abased. If, if I have a little Jordan up here, 
And I had Brother Sam up here. And I said, okay, Brother Sam, this is what I want you to do for me. I'm going to ask, I know Brother Sam have the ability to do what I'm going to ask him to do. But I know Jordan not going to have the ability to do what I'm going to ask him to do. So I'm not going to trust Jordan to do what I would ask Brother Sam to do. So when, when, when you put your trust in God, God will size you up accordingly. If, 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 I'm, a, if I'm a wrestler, and I, I look at Brother Darrell and say, No, I don't think I can take him down. I'm not going to try to take down Brother Darrell. Because I know he's going to put me to the ground. I love him. I respect him. But I'm, I'm almost stay away from him. You know, if, if, if it's on the other end and I see him look at Joe, I may think I'm stronger than Joe. So I'll try to attack him. I'll jump all over him. Why would I do that to Brother Darrell? No, I wouldn't do that. Why? Because I trust that I don't have the, the, the strength to take Brother Darrell down, but I can take Josiah down. You know, so it's, 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 you know, it's good that when you put your trust in God, God will size you up accordingly. Amen. So don't, don't, don't be, you know, so dishonest with yourself, so to speak. Put your trust in God. There, there, there's a song that we used to sing that said, trust and obey. There is no other way to be happy in Jesus. You have to trust and obey. If you want to be happy, regardless of what's going on in your life, you have to trust and you have to obey. If you want to be happy in Jesus Christ, you have to trust and obey. If you want to be what God wants you to be, you have to trust what God said and obey what He says. Remember God said, what God has for me is for me. So regardless of what's going on, it is for you. So you just have to make sure you continue to trust and continue to obey what God has for you. Amen? Amen. When we lie to ourselves, our words and our life don't line up. And people lose confidence in our leadership. Only when we are in the truth do people trust us. Which we can lie to ourselves and expect people to have confidence in ourselves. I can come up here and say, um, I can play the keyboard. I'm playing. I'm lying to myself. I'm deceiving to myself. People will look to me and say, what are you doing? You're only making a mess of yourself. So, uh, this is how important it is that, you know, we have to know what are our gifts, what we are strong in. If I know I'm strong playing the trumpet, I stick to my trumpet. Because that's where my strength is. If I know I'm strong clapping my hands, I'm going to clap my hands like never before. Nobody's going to hold clap me. Because this is what I'm strong in. And I know I have the strength to do it. So I'm not going to make your hearts clap me. So each time I'm in service, I'm going to be clapping because I have that strength to clap and give God a praise. Come on, what do you think God would deserve less? He's the creator of us all. We should not withhold nothing from God. Nothing regardless of what you're going through. Because once you trust in God and put your faith and confidence in God, God will make sure whatever you do, once you give Him the glory and once you give Him the honor, 
God will make sure you continue to do exploit. But you have to make sure you obey his word. Amen. Praise God. Trust and obey. There is no other way but to be happy in Jesus. Just to trust and obey. Amen. Praise God. Any question tonight? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Any question? Amen. Yes, ma'am. Yes. The Hebrew scripture was uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verses 17. And we have also Hebrews eleven eighteen. Thanks, brother. Eleven. I'm sorry. Hebrews eleven eight. I'm sorry. So we have one for eleven eight, and we have another one for thirteen seventeen. Yes. So uh, eleven eight was by faith Abraham when he was called to go out. Into a place which he should after receive an inheritance and obey. And then verses uh, 13, chapter 13, verses 7 said, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourself. I don't think we have did that one. So that was another one there. Yeah. And Ecclesiastic was chapter, um, I think that was chapter, I'm sorry, you got that? One, two. Thank you, sis. Scrolling. Chapter 1, verses 2. Yeah. Any other question about trust and obey? You may ask yourself, Brother Scarlett, how can I trust and obey? It's simple. You know, you don't expect an infant to do what a teenager can do. An infant has to go through a process. And as they go through that process, they trust that I'm going to take it step by step. Step by step by step. And teenager will go much stronger because they have the strength to go stronger. So while that infant is going through the process, when they get to the, 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 the stage where they can do a whole lot better, they will do a whole lot better. So this is how important it is that in everything that you go through in life, it's a process. I have to trust the process. Sometimes they're saying, you know, I trust the process, but the process don't work for me. I'm in the process, but I don't see no way out. Yes. Sometimes the process is slow. But you have to know that if it's for me, it will be for me. If it's not going to be for you, it's either going to be slow or it's just not going to work for you. So you're going to have to find another alternative. Amen. Any other question or comment? Remember this old Yes, ma'am. Job. Thank you. Yes, sir, Brother Henry. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And, but, but 
Right. Which is good. You know, I, I was listening on the radio coming up this evening, and um, there was a group of people who were si- singing Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, That Save a Rich Like Me. In the Bible, the Bible talks about Job when he has lost everything. And they said, why don't you just curse thine God and die? You know, they have the saying, God not going to give you more than you can bear. I was talking to someone else. They were saying, if someone been through Sandy, move, dealt with Katrina, and now moving and dealing with Harvey, much more can I bear? You know, if, if God help you to be victorious in those, regardless of what you're lost, some case you're going to lose everything. Are you going to still trust God or are you going to give up on God? You know, so, you know, it, it, it's, you know it, it's important that, you know, God not going to give us more than we can bear. And it so happened that, you know, sometimes things happen that, yes, God, you know, I'm serving you, God, but why me, God? You know, but God know what he's doing. He loves us. And he's not going to leave us stranded. Yes, there are going to be a lot of people going to be stranded. But we are here to help in whichever way we can. You know, this God has a unique way in which he do things. When, when the hurricane happened, the way it started, and then it go back into the ocean, and it get more moistness, and came back and land. If God wanted to change course, he had the power to change course. But there, there, there is a message in that. And some people are wondering, Lord, why do I have to go through this? It's going to affect everyone. And this is when they said, when the rain fall, it fall on the just and the unjust. Regardless of how we feel about what's going on in this world today, you know, what's going on with the politics, what's going on in the country, just put your trust in God. Because He's the only one who's going to see you through. Amen? Amen. Any other comment? Amen. I'm going to invite you. I thank you. I know it's a short Bible study tonight, but you know, a little